everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's the season premiere. It's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, mom reviews the classic Everybody Loves Raymond Thanksgiving episode, (laughs) No Fat. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Good. We're back. We're back, so I must be good. Yes, that's right. Well rested and happy to be here. That's right. That's right. Uh, So first things first, mom, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Well, now is our new tradition. We will have Chinese food from the not Chinese restaurant. Uh, which was very good last year. China City, uh, uptown? No, no. It's from the kitchen. Oh, from the kitchen. Oh, oh. I see what you mean. Really not Chinese restaurant. Really not Chinese restaurant, but they do it twice a year. And yesterday it sold out in 45 minutes. <sighs> and you got your ticket, I assume? I did. They. I saw today where they are delivering meals. You have to pick it up at a certain time. Between four and seven, and our meal will be ready at four fifteen. So I was right <laughs> at the right place at the right time. Four, and then you'll take it right home and eat it. Yes. Mm, my mouth is watering as we talk about it. Well, I have to tell you, you know, it is not your general. It's like elegant American Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Very tasty different sauces and such and it's it it's very very good in fact i have to tell you and i don't want to make you jealous but the crab rangoon actually has crab meat in it what i don't know if i'd even recognize the taste of it if it had i know it's delicious now i wonder what parts of the country have crab rangoon because uh i remember when i uh, moved to new york i had a lot of trouble finding it Really? Yeah, it was not. It was not a dish on the menus in uh, in the Chinese restaurants of New York. Else, they have it here in Chicago, and of course, they have it in New England. Um, but I don't know. So I don't know if people like on the West Coast know what we're talking about when we say crab rangoon. <laughs> but it's like a little. Um, it's a little pastry. That, a little wonton. A little wonton. There you go. Thank you. A little wonton um, that they just put a lump of cream cheese in and maybe some flecks of pink. Um, that's the crab, quote unquote crab. And then they uh, seal it all up, fry it. Delicious. Deep fry it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They deep fry. So it's all crunchy and creamy and. Yep, and you Ugh. dip it in that duck sauce or whatever, and you got yourself a uh, Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> That's right. This is the pre-Thanksgiving meal. It's it's. I'm very excited that we got in on it because it is difficult to, uh, to get it. It's difficult. Pre-Thanksgiving. So, so will you eat a real uh, Thanksgiving meal on Thanksgiving? Oh yes, I have a. I have to go to the farm to pick up the turkey today, and. Uh, I did most of my shopping last week, but today I was going to make the green bean casserole and uh, there's no green beans in the freezer. I could have sworn I bought them last week. Uh oh. Yeah. So now I have to go back up to the supermarket and get three bags of green beans. Wow. Crucial. Who's going to be there for Thanksgiving? 
Oh, all of us. Mookie, Belly, Toast, Merrick, Sarah, Daddy, and me. Oh, that's not a bad bunch. Only four of us will be at the table. Yeah, the guinea pigs aren't going to. Will the guinea pigs no. get a special uh, meal? No, they will not. They will, <laughs> they will not. They are very fussy. They prefer oh, yeah, carrots. Yeah, they, they just like uh, carrots and uh, a bit of apple. And, and you know, this is, this is, what I, this is what I, one thing I wanted to tell you. That mm. my pets are all leftovers. They're all, I'm not the first. Mm-hmm. And I would like to have a pet that is just mine first. I see, I see. Um, because even the guinea pigs, when I picked them up, because they were trained to be held sideways, they don't sit and snuggle at your neck. They like to be held on your stomach. Going on your, the on your neck? Your st- what do you mean on your neck? Well, you know, like up at your shoulder there with their heads kind of snuggled oh, into your neck. That's I- how I like to hold my guinea pig. They don't do that, though? No. They like to be held like a little baby. Yes. Yeah. But on their, but with their feet on you, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. So there's a guinea pig rescue right over the line in Massachusetts. And they're going through some very hard times right now as they were a facility that would, you know, take in people that, people's guinea pigs that didn't want them anymore and now the um, the Massachusetts health inspector has been and oh yeah really really uh, causing them to spend a lot of money to make accommodations that really aren't necessary. Um, like what? Well, they want them to have a little separate quarantine room. They want health records for all sixty five guinea pigs. They want them to have a separate area that has hot and cold running water, but it has to be separate from the room. And so they're really jumping through a lot of hoops uh, for stuff that that might apply to perhaps a, a dog rescue or some animal that moves around. Yeah. You know, right. Right. It, yeah. It, it sounds right. like a dog rescue type of thing. Yeah. Right. Health right. records for sixty-five guinea pigs. Oh man. You know that are that are coming and going because, of course, they do rehome some of the guinea pigs. So, you know, that's quite an investment to accommodate all that. Um, so I think so. What I would really like is to go down there and get two babies. <laughs> You mean babies who haven't gotten used to a different way of guinea pig life? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to give this uh, guinea pig rescue a plug in case people, listeners, would like to support it? You know what I mean? It's called, yeah, it's called the Guinea Pig Sanctuary. It's in Salisbury, Massachusetts. Salisbury is a nice town, right? I have never been there that I know of in Massachusetts. I've been to Salisbury (laughs) in New Hampshire, but not... Oh, I might be thinking of Salisbury, New Hampshire. I'm yeah. sure they're both delightful. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, I think there's enough backyard dog breeders uh, that should be keeping them busy 
Not to mention, I'm just going to say this, not to mention child services could could step it up a little bit in Massachusetts instead of worrying about some guinea pigs that are, you know, that, that don't need your attention. So. Well, I'm not sure it's an either-or situation. You know, I don't think they're abandoning the kids on account of the guinea pigs, but your point is taken. All right. <laughs> That's all I care about. Okay. Good. Anyway, I think Dad should let me go down and get two babies so that I can have my very own pets. Because even Toast is set in his ways and was from the minute he came in. Toast, your cat, who used to belong to my sister, Jenna. Yeah. Right. Thanksgiving plans, set, guinea pigs, set. Your life is on track, Mom. Oh, isn't it, though? Except for the green beans. That I'm threw still, me a curve. I'll tell you, I'm still stuck on the Chinese food. I've barely heard anything since then. Uh, maybe I should eat before I do these podcasts. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Just want a I'll big take meal some, of Chinese. I'll take some pictures so you can see, you can see how... how Lovely yeah. the the food is. I like how you described it as elegant, elegant Chinese food. Well, the flavors are elegant. The flavors are a little more sophisticated than than a, you know your general. So fried. Yeah, we are having general Zhao's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, now you wanted to talk about the Airbnb next door. I yes, I did. Notes, which we mentioned once before, right? We talked about this on last season of the podcast. Yes, we did because I had to find out that it was an Airbnb all by myself. Um, and Jenna has given me, your sister has given me some education about it. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's, it's a little more complicated than, than you, than I realized, um, I was shocked to see, since I now go on the website and look at it every week to see who's who's in there. You can't really see who's in there, but this week they're charging three hundred fifty-five dollars a night. Whew. Well, because they're here, they don't really want you to. They really don't want you to come. I don't know why they don't just block out the. Maybe they're not allowed. Maybe if they block out dates, Airbnb is. Like, oh. up, 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 up. Yeah, see, now that's a thing I didn't think about. Maybe, I don't know. I, well, I don't know either. But uh, they're back. They're back for the week. And I still think they should have told us that they turned it into an Airbnb. Yeah, I think so, too. We talked about this last time, right? Yeah, so I hope I get the opportunity to not speak to them. <laughs> you want to encounter them in order to give them the cold shoulder, is that right? Yes, I do. I do. I think that was very rude. This is a neighborhood. This isn't the city where we don't know everybody. This is a neighborhood where we do know everybody. And that would have just been a very nice thing to say. Well, because now, I, yeah, go ahead. Because when their guests left, they left all the lights on in the house. And I could have notified them and said, hey, your guests left all the lights on. You, don't you think they'd figure that out on their own when they got home? Well, when they got here, they did. But it, they were on for three days before they got here. Maybe not. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. Maybe not, yeah. But the, the people that were there were very nice, very quiet, didn't make a sound. But I never did figure out why they were here for so long and what they were doing. And I I would like to know well, that. You need to know. If they I didn't bother you. 
they didn't. They were they were quite wonderful, to tell you the truth. They just came and went. They never, they weren't out in the yard. They they did nothing. Although the first night they came, and the first night every guest comes, they leave the backyard lights on all night because I guess the kitchen light is near the backyard light. I don't know that, and I know you think I'm nosy, but I don't you know, think this is, that. Oh, Johnny, but this is my neighborhood. I I look absolutely. Out for hey, I, I I would be nosy too. But you are being nosy. Um, but I also don't want an Airbnb next door. And I'm, apparently Jen is going to be mad at me for saying that. But um, it's not something I'm going to raise a ruckus about, as with you. But, y- yeah, you just you don't want strangers coming through next door. And you know what? You put up with it because that's life. That's it. You don't have to like right. it, right? Right. That's right. That's right. And I have adjusted to it. It was just yeah. a bit of a shock at the beginning. But it's also very sad because the neighbors on the other side, I just found out, got a divorce. They got a whole divorce without even, you know, having an outside fight or anything. So, and. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They never went out in the yard and had a fight for the neighborhood. Hey, just so everybody knows. He's been staying out too late, and we need everybody to know it. You know, um, uh, last year, uh, at some point, uh, our neighbor from a few doors down was walking by, and he said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that Bill and I um, are are breaking up. He And he went into a little bit of detail, um, but not much. And I thought that was really that was really nice. So because yeah. then it prevents him from having the awkward conversation of like, hey, what's what's Bill up to? Oh, well, yeah. you know, he, and then everybody <laughs> feels terrible. Right. He forestalls right. that. Um, I thought that was really thoughtful. Um, I didn't need them to have a fight in the front uh, yard. Well, but neither yeah. did I. But, no, you I know. You're kidding. Yeah. OK. But I do. I think that's nice. Am I? Is that silly? I don't think so. Yeah. I think so you want to know you. the temperature of your of your neighborhood. Oh, well put. And, yes. And I was actually, I you know, I was. These are the Trumpers that lived on the other side, you know. Yeah. And uh, but they were very nice people. They were very very nice people and great neighbors. Um, and they had a lot of stuff that they were putting outside uh, as they were cleaning out the house, and. Dad had gone over. They had a, a great big dumpster outside that Dad was very curious about, and uh, he, yeah, believe it or not. Um, so he went over and and saw the fella and and had a little conversation. And he came back and he said they're they're divorced. And I said, what? Uh, but I felt bad because they they were very nice. And it's it's very odd to be on the outside of a of a divorce of not not great friends or, you know, yeah. but acquaintances. And you just, you know, my first reaction was, oh, I'm really sorry. And so then one so she was there when they were getting their very last remnants out of the house. She has since moved to another state. I thought, well, you know, you should go over. You should go over. And I thought, oh, should you? And. Uh, I did, you know, and I just said, you know, I'm really sorry to see, you know, this, see you in the situation that you're in now. And, um, 
you know, I'm sorry to see you go and I wish you all the best. And that was all I said. And, you know, she said, thank you and everything is okay. And so I felt like that was a good parting. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done, you. Yeah. Not fun, right? Not, not no, another conversation no, not you're looking fun. forward to. No, but I thought, <laughs> uh, you know, I thought it would be, I didn't know if it was too pushy, too pushy or, you know, why don't you just mind your own business or whatever. But I thought it's better to do it and regret it if it doesn't seem like it was right than just regret not doing anything. Mm. I'm not sure if that's always true, but that's what I felt. No, you got to judge it on a case-by-case basis. But um, I do think that the if you err on the side of being neighborly in the country we live in right now, I, I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Any effort okay. to be neighborly, I'm going to approve of because we need that effort everywhere we can manage it. I do wish we were seeing more of it or hearing more of it. Uh I know there's a lot of stories out there, but it does seem like um, it does seem like there's not enough of it. There's not enough of it, and there's just simply not enough of uh, people occupying the same space. We do this podcast that goes, I think, has a very warm, familial feel. At least judging by the feedback I get from listeners. Um, but I, I'd love it even more if we could do it. Uh, live sometime and I've been thinking about you know oh, I want to get back to doing stuff live you know I do my Simpsons mm-hmm. trivia for my friends every right. Friday night and that's become quite a production you could put it on stage at this point <laughs> um, and I want to and um, because I think we've spent too much time in our little hidey holes with our screens uh, and our various devices Devices which, as I've said many times to you and on the podcast, are filled with content designed to make us angry and designed to divide us and inflame our tensions. I do think that when we get together in the same place, um, we heal some of that and we understand yeah. each other better and tolerate each other better. This is the point I was making with the Airbnb. Like, you don't love it, but you tolerate it. And there's nothing—tolerance is great. Tolerance and, like— <laughs> Being nice, even when, you know, a situation isn't ideal for you, that's how society runs. And that's how we keep from going at each other's other's throats. I'm really very much about same space right now, which is why I wish you would come out here someday. Yeesh. But uh, Well, you know, I really am afraid to get on an airplane. There, I said it. Mom, I will hire you a minibus to drive you out here from uh, New Hampshire to Chicago. You won't have to uh, speak to anyone but the driver, and you won't even have to speak to them, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to give them the cold shoulder the whole time. Um, well, why would I do that? Maybe I can even to... hire a robot to do it the way things are going. So, you know. <laughs> I'm in. I'm really in for that. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing. Go. I, I know. And this is about the post office. This isn't a very okay. good. I'm glad you squeezed not... it in, right? But I was just about to transition. I so, know. But squeezing some post office. Okay. Go. I just have to tell you, I've been to the post office. Today was my fourth time. But I've been to the post office three times and asked the postmaster, does he have any Christmas stamps? And he continually pulls out these otters in the. <laughs> 
that 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 are that have ice around them. And he says, "Winter otters." I said, "That is not a Christmas stamp." Winter otter. Oh, let me bring up. I gotta look up these stamps here. And these I went, Christmas stamps. They aren't. No. But absolutely so not. I, but I finally had my money with me today, <laughs> so I went in and I said, "Do you have any Christmas stamps?" He said, "Yep." I said, "I want the real Christmas stamps." Yep, here they are. I have Santas and otters. <laughs> I said the otters. Now this is the fourth time. The otters are not Christmas stamps. And he says, "Well, there's ice." And I said, "Well, that's not Christmas." <laughs> There's ice. Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Here's your chunk of ice. Yep. Just have a highball. That's all you need for Christmas. Yeah. As long as there's ice. So anyway, I got my Santa stamps today. Good. The otters are cute, though. I'm looking at them right now. I'm not saying they're not cute. I am not I know. saying anything I get it. against the otters. They're adorable, but they are not Christmas stamps. Did you buy any otters? Oh. Okay. Well, I couldn't buy them on principle now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to look up the uh, what the actual Christmas stamps look like. <clears throat> okay, I've got winking Santa and going down the chimney. And is that what we're looking at? A visit yeah. from St. Nick. Is that right? Yeah, yes. Now these are Christmas stamps. Exactly. Which I like to use all year round. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. I like a Christmas stamp. Yeah, nothing wrong with using it all year round, but an especially nice touch of detail for a Christmas card. Precisely. Uh, but not an otter. Yeah, okay. Otters are not Christmas. You're out, otters. That's right. Cute, but you're out. All right. Uh, well, let's conclude this anti-otter portion of the podcast. <laughs> it's not anti We are going to get letters from otters. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would welcome that. Yeah. Hey, speaking of letters, let me just give a couple quick shout outs uh, before okay. we do our review. Uh, Alice J., uh, thank you for your. Oh, I didn't forward this one to you. Oh, because it was in response to the football column. Um, but oh. This was someone who wrote in in response to the football column. Go to ological.net to subscribe to Doink Orama. I think you will have a good time. Alice, you will. Alice J. wrote in. Um, and she just says she's been a fan of Pop Mom for a long time and, uh, didn't even, uh, didn't even have the words in this particular email, she said, to express how much it means to her. Really sweet. Uh, Alice J., this is confidential to Alice J., I have passed along your message to Adman X, the anonymous ad executive who, uh, sometimes oh. appears, uh, in the football column. Uh, and thank you for the kind words, both about the column and the podcast. Alice Dan D. I'm just going to say his full name because he uh, does a show that I want to give a little plug. Dan Donnelly writes in. Uh, he's enjoyed us talking about the UK panel shows. He runs his own panel show uh, sort of based on the UK. He calls it a British style panel show. Boy, he says it better than I do, though. Uh, I hope. A, a British style comedy panel show. It's called And a Scotch Egg. So you can go to andascotchegg.com, hosted by Dan Donnelly. And that is, uh, give that a listen. All right, mom? 
I will. I'm writing it down right now. If you if you love it, we'll give it another mention on the podcast. If you hate it, you will never hear it about it. Again. <laughs> also, we oh. might just forget. So don't take it personally, Dan. <laughs> Uh, that's the mailbag, I think, here. Let's see. Allison uh, F. wrote in with a, a recommendation of Kath and Kim. You ever watch that? No. Oh, Have man. You? Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's what I'm thinking of, this Australian show. Kath and Kim. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, you got to watch Kath and Kim. I can't believe we haven't talked about Kath and Kim on the podcast. All right. All right. I'll check it out. All right. That's the mailbag. Let's get to our review this week. Mom and I are talking about <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond, in particular the third season episode, No Fat. And here we go. The 10th episode of Everybody Loves Raymond's third season originally aired in 1998, and it shows the Barone family gathering for a non-traditional Thanksgiving. Ray's mother, Marie, and his wife, Deborah, joined forces to make this year's holiday the healthiest meal yet. Meanwhile, Ray, his brother Robert, and his father Frank <laughs> just want their usual turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes. And so the battle lines are drawn, and the war is fought by way of angry looks and passive-aggressive remarks, as is typically the case on Everybody Loves Raymond. Here's a clip. Okay, we're ready. It's the steamed veggies with fresh lemon juice. Oh, Marie, this looks fantastic. <laughs> and I'll be right back with the tofu turkey. Mm, is that what I'm smelling? Bring it on there, Ma. <laughs> tofu turkey. Could be sitting in my apartment eating beefaroni right now. Okay, come on, Frank, we're ready. I pass. <laughs> okay, Frank, listen. Marie has cooked a very nice meal for everyone, and you are going to sit at that table and eat it. But I don't want to. We are not discussing this. You have till the count of three. One. I'm not going. Two. All right. All right. <laughs> Good. Okay. So, see, this is a family. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Look how it jiggles. Yeah, that's the sign of a good bean curd bird. May I have my carving knife, please? Thank you, Frank. I want to slit my throat. Everybody Loves Raymond is available to stream on Peacock, and I bet you can find some reruns somewhere on your cable lineup as well. Mom, was this episode undercooked or just right? <laughs> I love, I love, 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 love this show. It was so good. And this episode did not disappoint. Yep. It's a good one. It's so great. The first thing is, uh, and, and it's, it's interesting because around Thanksgiving, the newspapers start having articles on uh, how to prepare <laughs> Your, uh, you know, this vegetable and that vegetable and, you know, all new things. And uh, nobody, nobody wants that. We all just want the same five things that we've had for 50 years. Don't mess with it. 
Yeah, right? it's true. Yeah, that's uh, that's my feelings on the matter. Yes. Uh, and I and I look at these articles. Here's how to make a low fat. Uh, right there, I'm out. <laughs> There's for one meal a, a year, you can let it rip. But it's true that we, I don't know why we do this, but I think this is a common human mistake, which is that I I feel like maybe around the holidays, we have a little extra time to think. Maybe we're thinking about the new year, starting to get a head start on resolutions. But I would, I feel like every year, you know, when I was at the office, I'd hear someone saying, oh, I'm not drinking for the holidays this year. or I'm not, (laughs) I'm going to eat healthy and I can't, I'm not going to gain those extra pounds. It's just the worst time to to do yeah. that, I feel like, yeah. right? It's like extra difficulty um, when, come on, you're you're a lump to begin with. Don't start with Thanksgiving or Christmas, right. but that's exactly what uh, Deborah and Marie try to do. Here. That's right. They when try to bring up that a healthy, oh my that God, that's jig- yeah. And it jiggles. And, <laughs> and the legs. <laughs> <laughs> like when when Ray takes off one of the legs to give to his brother, and they just look at it like it's a and shake too, their head no, yeah. no. Oh god! It, they did make it look unappetizing. It's not like it's oh. grotesque or anything, but it really does look like just a lump of what, exactly what a, it is. Yes, it was like a flesh-colored jello, <laughs> and and Deborah serves it to everyone with a with a spoon, a spoon. with a large spoon. <laughs> They start with the carving knife, and then she just gets out the spoon. Oh, you know, there's so few scenes in this episode. There's the cold open where with Deborah and Ray on the couch, um, and then there's um, a couple of long scenes over at the parents' house, one in the kitchen, and then the actual Thanksgiving dinner, and then they sneak. Um, Ray has ordered a restaurant uh, dinner. That uh, he's uh, alarmed when it gets delivered to his parents' <laughs> house by mistake. Um, but they go eat that dinner. They all his mother's sneaking in, and they end up all in the middle back of the night. The real dinner in the middle of the yeah. night. That's it, though. And you know, we ended last season with Seinfeld, which can be rat a tat tat. You know, like those scenes are like one to two minutes long. Yeah. On average, um, I really enjoyed the easy pace and that it didn't. I forgot that about this show, honestly, how um, how few scene changes it had. But it um, it allows the comedy to be more relaxed and it just allows this build of tension. Um, Like I said, through the looks and through the remarks I have a new appreciation for everybody loves Raymond. Oh, I'm so happy. Seen it, uh, having seen it again after a long time. Yeah. Because, you know, I have to tell the listeners, we used to roll our eyes when mom would put this on, in fairness, because she was just mainlining it for quite a while. Just any time there was an Everybody Loves Raymond uh, rerun on, it was on our TV, and it, they were on all the time. They, there's still a, a <laughs> lot of reruns banging around. Um, but when I'm not being inundated with it, I really did appreciate the pace of the comedy. It's the the writing is really superb, I think. The writing is excellent. The performances, though, are what bring it home because like a lot of it is gestural and Ray saying something normal in his, you know, his 
diffident and uh, please don't hit me. Um, but I think everything is ridiculous way. Right. 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 But I think also, you know, he reminds me very much of what I think of as a uh, a typical meal meal male. <laughs> he's uh, rather clueless or portrays cluelessness in the nuances yes. of of life with a wife. Um, <laughs> and And that just cracks me up because it reminds me so much of daddy. Oh. Oh, we should probably just edit that out. We should probably just. Can you just? <laughs> no, take you that better part? elaborate on that now. Well, I better not. Really, <laughs> it's just that it seems like it seems like it's hard for. Uh, really, couldn't we just take this part out? Okay, that's a good idea. The res the response when you're looking for like. Uh, a soft response to something sometimes and you get a like a, an elbow in the in the rib and it's like what the hell you really miss the signals on that one yeah. that kind of thing yeah <laughs> okay but also like sometimes ray is playing dumb too which is also oh, yeah. a very husband you know right that's a main tool of husbanding is playing dumb Either to get out of work or to feel things out and wait to see where she wants to take it. The conversation. That's yes, right. right. And I, I think that's how I've lived my whole marriage, thinking, well, surely he's caught on by now. Now he gets he gets where I'm coming from. And he never has. So. So, so this whole time, I just don't know if he's playing dumb or it's just not a, oh, God. Our Thanksgiving is going to be horrible this year. <laughs> Anna was talking to me uh, just a couple nights ago about what we should have for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, she's such a planner. Um, and <laughs> she said she got a lot of stuff, but she didn't know she was going to cook that's what, she, that's what she told me today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today, two days before Thanksgiving, we're taping this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, her, her dad is coming, and her dad does like to cook, I gather. He cooks, uh, and yeah. And I've experienced that directly, of course. Uh, and she said, she said, my dad can make a lasagna. Now, a lasagna is not a tofu turkey, but... No. The very prospect of it just depressed me so much. And and why? That's silly. But I think it's because we could have a lasagna anytime. Right? She got a chicken, so. She, on she my request, because I'm the only one, and me and the kids are the only ones who are going <clears> to <throat> eat it, I guess. We're not getting the whole turkey. But I do want some sort of bird. Um. And even if you're a vegetarian and uh, you need some sort of protein, if it is a tofurkey and you love that, got more power yeah. to you and all that, right? right. Um, but you need some sort of thing to center it. And I don't think lasagna can, uh, I feel the center does not hold with lasagna. In yeah, because it, it makes a very poor sandwich. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you want the leftovers, you want the, 
as they say in a Christmas story, a turkey sandwiches, turkey soup, turkey casserole, et cetera. Right. That's yeah. right. <clears throat> that's right. The it's whole all part of it. Shebang. That's right. And, and, you know, so save your locale. And I mean, you know, you mentioned resolutions. Well, how long do those last? Who has ever gone a whole week with a resolution? I know, but people do successfully change their diet and they change their yes, lifestyle. It's just that the, the holidays are the wrong time to do it. Right. One of my favorite parts of the episode was how little the kids are in it. You know, he, he used to say in the intro, they took this out of it's the intro. It's not about, not the, kids, about the kids. Yeah. And he was right. Because I'm watching this Thanksgiving dinner and I'm thinking, well, where the hell are the kids? All the adults are at the table. And then we get one shot of them at the kiddie table messing with their tofu. And I just right. was like, that's perfect. That's all we needed is one yeah. picture of them so we know they're there. And otherwise, you would never. It's just all adults. Um I, and and that's how the whole show was. Yep. It was never really about the children. And thank God for it. It's a family sitcom that's all about the uh, the grownups. And I think that's I think that's another quality of it that gave it an, an enduring appeal. Right. It wasn't like, oh, all right, let's gather the whole family around and let's watch this family show because that's not what it was about. I think it could still gather the family around because it was still pretty clean and funny, right? Oh, yeah. But you'd have to have a sense of humor, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of shows, the kids start to get older. I don't know. Maybe their agent starts to make some noise. I don't know. But they start to work them in more as they grow up. Yeah. Raymond never did that. Nope. Got anything else on Rayma? Um, I just love this show. I love the series. I love... Patty Heaton. I think she's a very talented actress. Um, Brad Garrett, very talented. Peter Boyle. I always see him <laughs> as Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. From young Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 And uh, they actually paid homage to him in a, in one of those episodes. Oh, a Halloween episode. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, uh, so I think it's a really tight, good show. My favorite line from the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> Deborah takes a taste of the tofu turkey. <laughs> and he says, yeah, it, it kind of starts off with an aftertaste. <laughs> <With> aftertaste. <laughs> That's one of the funniest formulations. I just thought that was oh, a perfect line. Lord. It starts off with an aftertaste. And so true of that uh, of that type of dish. Oh, it, that... It really is. I mean, and that everybody took a bite was pretty good. And I like how she says to Frank, swallow it. <laughs> he puts it in, you know, because he's There was a, like two minutes of just bites. Each yeah. person around the table taking their first bite of it. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. No, that that's the truth. Uh, uh, everybody had a different reaction and every one of them was funny. I loved it. I loved it. But it made me think. Now, let me just interject this very quickly. Yesterday, Jenna and Merrick and I had a yum box from Finland, Scandinavia. It was okay. from Scandinavia. This is this and it, like candy subscription service that you all do together. Is that right? Well, it, yes, it isn't. It's snacks. It's not snacks. just candy. Ex excuse me. How dare yes. I besmirch this box? Uh, yeah. Get it right. So one of the treats in here. Now, uh, talk about aftertaste. One of the treats was a candy bar, 
It looked like a Milky Way. It was full of nougat, and it had a layer of, do you want to guess? Smoked fish. Salted licorice. Salted Uh, black licorice. Sure. And you want to talk about aftertaste? Oof. Oh. So... I'm going to send it to you so you can take a little bite no, of it. No, remember when I used to do those taste tests on the uh, yes! video game review show I yes! did? VAP Club, the Digest, we used to call it, yeah. Oh, yes, I'll yes. never forget the day we tried Marmite. <laughs> that was a punch in the mouth. All right, Mom, what is your grade for the No Fat oh, episode of Everybody Loves Raymond? A plus. Gotta a be. plus. Gotta be. No! Uh, Oh, uh, it's got to be, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it didn't get. Of now. course, it didn't get a B. No, uh, we got to be an A plus. Talk about communication. <laughs> got a recommendation this week, Ma? Yes, I do. Uh, I have a book called "On Animals" by Susan Orlean. She wrote "The Orchid Thief," which mm-hmm. was a wonderful book, um, and she's written several other. Uh, books, one about Rin Tin Tin, but this this book is uh, different chapters on different animals. Very interesting things about animals that you never knew and will be happy that you now know. Susan Orlean is such a pleasurable writer to read. Um, I can't imagine you're going to go wrong with this one. On What's an example of one of the animals she talked about, Mom? Oh, I don't have the book in front of me anymore. You don't remember any of the animals? Well, I'm nervous right now. Was there a bird? Uh, yes. Okay, so uh, there's a bird in this book. Get it at your local <laughs> library or your bookstore. <laughs> That's On Animals by Susan Orlean. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about even more pop culture. What should we talk about, though, Mom? Hmm, any ideas? Something interesting. Oh, that'll do it. Something interesting. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Hey, I got to tell you a brief aside here. So I mentioned my Simpsons trivia night that I do every Friday, and there'll be like a half a dozen people, some here in person, some over the computer. Um, We had someone come in person for the first time a couple weeks ago, uh, and and he said to me, do you ever get people uh, stopping you on the street saying they recognize your voice? And I said, <laughs> I said, no, it's never happened to me. He said, you know, my mom turned me on to Pop Mom, and it took me a little while to piece together that that's you. Um, he also used to hear me when I went on WGN radio uh, for oh, many yeah. years back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, now... Uh, this guy's name is Charlie. He works in advertising in Chicago. If you are the mom of a Charlie who works in advertising in Chicago, I'm not going to give his full name because I don't like to do that. But if you are that mom, I'm tipping my cap to you right now because you walked the walk. You told your friends, in this case, your son, and he became a loyal listener. That's how you do it. So as you're enjoying your uh, family holiday, whether you're there in person or not, if there's an opening in the conversation, just say, hey, you guys have got to hear this this podcast, Pop Mom. It's the greatest podcast ever made. Be sure to say that. That's uh, right. And if we can add a thousand listeners before the date, uh, <laughs> we'll send right. checks mixed to, to the 2000th and 
500th person. That's then. right. It's the Pop up. Mom Telethon. Uh, in all honesty, thank you for listening. And yes, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Happy Thanksgiving. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> is this the third year of Thanksgiving? I think, I think it is. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you too.